everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Rand. Good morning, Vietnam! Hey, that Phil, how's it going? not that setting up the premise of the podcast. No, that was a Robin Williams film. It is. Good morning, oh, Vietnam, starring Adrian Robin Cronauer. Williams. I'd yeah. argue his best film, actually. Uh, I would argue his... Yeah, it was pretty good. I'd, I'd go... I mean, he, he's really funny in it. It still has its poignant moments. That's my favorite Robin Williams movie. Okay. And uh, so go around. Uh, favorite Robin Williams movie, everyone? Uh, one Hour Photo. No, Cadillac Man. True. There we okay, go. Okay, we're wow. good. Perfect. <laughs> Mr. <Okay>. Doubtfire. <laughs> you, you guys are both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you... picked the one that I like the least just for fun. Yeah, me too. Everyone knows the best Robin Williams movie is Jumanji. Jumanji, absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> Moving it's on. the only game. Yep. It's the only movie where he plays by the rules. It's In all a- the other movies, he refuses to play by the rules. Right. His character, radio broadcaster, teacher, Genie won't play by the rules. <laughs> and I think it's the only time he ever played The Rock in a movie. Yeah. 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 Huh. All these things. So I got to say, I, I mean, Phil, uh, have you watched any any sports this week? No, I haven't watched any sports. You yeah. know why? Holiday times, no sports. Yeah. It, well, I, I was going to say, like, we're right in the meat of what I would call, like, the anticipation period. Oh, you know that there's there's no baseball right what now. What is the anticipation Hockey period entail, Joel Anderson? No, it's, it's when you're on the date and you're driving back to to drop her off, and you're like, "Is this? Is this maybe It is kind of like that because like all of the big bowl games are going to start in January, right? Yep. About the a month, NFL yeah. playoffs, uh, we're we're sort of like early December. You haven't quite gotten to the point where people are playing for their playoff lives, right? Okay. But a couple of teams have clinched. You're you're in like this two week period at the start of December where it's like it's mostly just football that matters at all. It's early in basketball and hockey season, so nobody cares. Yeah, and football is in this weird valley where it's like ah, like there's no big bowl games that are gonna happen, and the NFL season like mostly decided, but the things that aren't decided aren't gonna be decided for like a week. Joel, what's going on with your phone? <laughs> LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. Today. Today, 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 today. Cavs destroy Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Play water bottle challenge. What? what? They did water bottle flipping? Yeah, so there this, we go. This comes from uh, Washington Post here. I want to do the, this is their first paragraph. Phil, this is, I okay. need you for this one. Okay. Make sure we cite it, yes. When the kids aren't doing the mannequin challenge, whoa! parenthetical, are the kids still doing that? Uh, not as much anymore, but it has evolved a little bit. Oh, what so. a wonderful job by a newspaper columnist referring something current and then calling attention to his own lack of currentness. It's like calling people bay. They don't do that anymore. Now old people <laughs> yeah, call people yeah, bay. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't work. But when they're not doing that, they're doing the water bottle challenge, which involves flipping a plastic bottle weighted with some water, end over end, and trying to get it to land standing up. Yeah, you can get it on ledges and little areas, too. It's a trick shot. Is this, you know, would you say, now, Phil, you are into digital media. I am. That's is that my life. An, is that an accurate description of the Water Bottle Challenge? That is exactly how it's done. And is <laughs> that what the kids are doing today? Yeah, today, today, today. I thought this was from, like, three years ago. No, this is very big. There's entire channels of good-looking young boys in high school doing water bottle flips. I would flips. swear that the first time I heard of the water bottle challenge was was a long time ago. Well, it got big again. Everything old is new again. Are you, are you saying something that is past my time 
has gotten big again because that's all right. Yeah, kind of like disco. <laughs> big again. Hate, hate. Disco. All right, Cavs are playing the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Knicks aren't doing very well. Cavs. Oh, I bet the Spike what? Lee was pissed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. timely. Yeah, well. Bury the lead, Jordan. Knicks aren't doing very well against. They're doing awful. What? So they're that lo- seems impossible. They're losing so bad that during the closing moments of the the game, in which they would win one hundred and twenty six to ninety four, players on the Cavs bench started just flipping a water bottle. Sure, <laughs> smart. Presumably, while complaining about how the closing moments of an NBA game take forever. Right, just give us the trophy. Uh, another foul. Here, you flip You're now. You're down by 30. What are you doing? So cameras caught LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and other Cavs flipping a water bottle and trying to land it upright. Well, the Cavs were up by 31 points with less than a minute to go at Madison sure. Square Garden. Sure. Irving successfully nailed a flip, but it wasn't caught on camera. Didn't happen. The video that went viral showed a few Cavs players failing miserably. Oh. Just flipping and like, eh, Well, it's hard. It's very difficult to do. You have to have a soft touch. Uh, at one point, James tossed a <laughs> bottle forward, and it landed on the court. Uh-oh. LeBron, Foul. They waited till the team was at, like, the, the action was on the other end of the court. LeBron James sprawled out to quickly grab the bottle while play went to the opposite end of the court. Some people on Twitter then said, a little disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, worth, worth stating, Phil, soft hands required for the water bottle challenge. Yep. Also required to hit an NBA three. So maybe maybe we don't cut yeah, them so much Yeah, but lots slack. of people hit NBA threes, whereas the water bottle flips, Ar- that's a arguably, low Arguably game. more people are hitting the water bottle flip. Not on as many tries. You have to NBA try like 100 three. times to hit one on the water bottle flipping. Whereas with threes, I see people sinking threes all the time. Phil, I would argue that we gave you a hundred times to hit an NBA three. I I think you would do much better at the water bottle challenge than you would do hitting an game NBA on three. game on. I can sink threes. I got uh, strong when, arms. When was the last time you were, you, you tried out the old jump? Shot? Not allowed to play basketball anymore. You're herniated a disc in my back. Herniated disc in your back. Well, you know, maybe next week for the cameras, we'll do a live, uh, Phil water bottle challenge, 10 flips. Yep. Phil NBA three challenge ten shots. Yeah, let's do it. I'll do that for a video. I'm I'm up for that. Maybe make not sure a, to maybe s- not a hundred. Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. I'm holding myself to this. Oop. Look out for the video. This is gonna be fun. So was this an act that showed disrespect to the New York Knicks, a yes. team they were beating by thirty points? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Not as much disrespect as beating them by thirty points. Well, but but <laughs> also, was it just an act of boys having fun? Yeah, it can yeah. be both. Yeah, they were winning by thirty points. Of yeah. course, they're having fun. It can be both. You're entitled to do whatever the f- if you don't want to if you don't want to be embarrassed, then don't lose by thirty points. Most of the time, when I'm doing something to really degradate another human being, it's because I'm just having fun. The two aren't mutually exclusive. You're absolutely correct, Phil. Yeah, and you're dead inside. Yep. Uh, <laughs> now, what's the difference between this though? Which people there was a little minor uproar about this. Sure. This. And, and what we see relievers do in the bullpen of baseball games where they're chucking, say, sunflower seeds into a paper cup. In fairness, we do not see them, I feel like, do that as much as we do when someone... And an NBA sideline... It's the presence of cameras. And an NBA bench, it's, it's much closer to the action. Like. Also, the pitchers are doing it every game. Yeah. Not yeah. just when there's a blowout. Well, that's the thing. They have sure. twice as many games as they should in an NBA season, and they have twice as many games in Major League season as they do in an they NBA They should allow season. people to play on their phones in baseball. 
Like, and then basketball. <laughs> if you're in the dugout? Yeah, why yeah. not? If you play on your phones, at least you can have some fun. I mean, you should be paying attention to the game, maybe. Why? Phil, you're it's selling your short how the games much are boring. fun they have. Angry Birds is fun. Games are boring. They, they, they set people's shoes on fire in Major League Baseball to have fun. That's awesome. Right? That Boom. is pretty sweet. Is so, it like the shoelaces of Fuse? Where it lights it on much, one end yeah. and it goes... It's, it's called... It's referred to as Hot Foot. Oh. It's basically somebody takes one of those like uh, long lighters and they get up and they set they set the the lace on fire uh. while a person's like just watching the game and then watch the guy like realize too late that his foot is on fire and yeah. freak out. I would call it tootsie bombing. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it has been how many years of playing baseball and Phil has arguably come up with a better name. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of hot foot. Tootsie yeah. bomb. <laughs> All right, I'm on board. Oh. There we go. What's on the show today? Uh, well, we've got set up premise of podcast coming up first. <laughs> Followed you know, we, by I think we did that. LeBron we did that. James update. Watch update. That's already right. been done. Nine Inch Nails is coming up after that. I think you mean news, news, news. news and then we've got an interview next. with Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval on to clear the air. Pablo Sandoval lost. Quite a bit of weight. Quite a bit of weight. And he did this season. a couple seasons ago, too, but it wasn't quite a bit. He just no, but they're, a they're bit. recently on Twitter, somebody posted a picture. He is looking fine. Nice, Joel. Get it. Get it, Joel. Get oh, it. it was great watching Joel come up with the adjective there. He, he is looking, looking. I saw like the lips think of like a bunch of different words before going fine. fine. Fine is how you describe The man is, is absolute. He's cut. He's Ooh. in shape, as opposed Ow. to mm. in years past. Compare compare the photographs. A he gimme, looked, gimme. He he was he was <laughs> about as fat as I am. I would argue, and and much and much uh, shorter. Yeah, and, and much yeah. shorter. So not not okay. But he's on to clear the air about you know lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, wants to let everybody know you know uh, he's he's hoping to he didn't play for the Red Sox last season. So and after that interview, we will have a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right, we will. First news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Texas Longhorns hire Houston Cougars coach Tom Herman. Hook them, Cougars. Hook them, Horns. Yeah, but it's the Cougars. I hired the that's Cougars. That's like Rarum yeah. Cougars. Yeah. Anderson family history, uh, that's where my parents met. Yay. That's where my grandpa taught chemistry. That's where my dad grew up. Austin, Texas. Uh, I keep going back then. What what was the previous generation, Joel? Oh, before that, I think Granddad, before he taught chemistry at Texas, he grew up in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, his dad, I think, taught at LSU. And what about his father? That I don't know. Does I that think... mean you're related to Beyonce? She's got Louisiana in her blood. I don't think I'm related <laughs> to Beyonce. No. I don't want to count it out. Okay. We don't have that detailed a family tree on my father's side. Just but making sure, because if you were... It seems unlikely. Subheadline: Houston Cougars then turn the gun on themselves. Semicolon: Rumored to be hiring Lane Kiffin. What? Yeah, yeah. Lane Kiffin. That's an appropriate reaction, Phil. Lane wow. Kiffin. That's right. Wait, who's Lane Kiffin? Le- Comedy trope. <laughs> Let's start at the top. All right. Uh, University of Texas Longhorns hired Tom Herman, who, as head coach of University of Houston, a commuter school. Oof. Yeah. He went twenty-two and four, including a Peach Bowl win. Yeah. Huh. He's done well for himself in two years at Houston, Texas. Hired him. I feel oh, bad yeah. for Charlie Strong, but at the same time, this is probably a pretty good hire. Well, in fairness, yeah. though, Herman also had uh, four people who lived inside his head. 
that would help him solve problems. And <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference. You know, to that's a, an old Fox show <laughs> called Herman's Head. Thank yes, you, Phil. Thank you. Craig loves that show. It's a great show. Uh, Tom Herman, uh, Texas got the hottest coach on the yeah. market, and one that's a hopefully a little more loosey goosey with the rulesies than outgoing <laughs> coach Charlie Strong. Nice. Uh, Charlie Strong went they 16 like and 21. Strict rule followers at the University uh, of Texas, Char- traditionally speaking. Charlie Strong, your moral compass was too much for this world. <laughs> and that says a lot because you came from Louisville. Yeah. Ah, Louisville. Uh, Tom Herman's contract, real quick five years, a little over $5 million a year, with $2 million of that to be paid in oil and $1 million in stake. Nice. My two favorite things. Right? So $5 only- million a year makes him the second highest paid coach in football? Uh, not quite now. Uh, it's what? Uh, because uh, Harbaugh's number one. Well, depending on how you do the uh, okay, the, like deferred compensation and stuff. But like, it's like Saban, Harbaugh. Uh, I think Hugh. I thought Hayes Harbaugh was be. making more than Saban, but that might that might not include whatever. Uh, does it include that uh, Docker sponsorship that Harbaugh has? It does not reference. I know sports. You know, great good. reference. Joel's wearing khakis today. All right. Uh, fan. Out of character. Yeah. <laughs> now, Houston, again, a commuter school, has convinced itself it needs to make a big-time hire because Houston is in Texas. Sure. If you had asked me, like, hey, Joel. Hey, what, Joel. What head coaching positions would actually be a step down from being the offensive coordinator at Alabama? I mean, I would have struggled to come up with a complete list, but I feel like Houston would have snuck on there. Yeah, so reports have leaked that it's Lane Kiffin. Okay, Which, it's not. It's not for certain yet because it's apparently down to Kiffin and internal candidates. And here's the thing: the Houston Cougars are 22 and four over the past two years. So if it ain't broke, Kiffin can go ahead and take care of that for you. <laughs> sure. Um, no, this is the same Lane Kiffin who was fired from USC at the airport after a road game right. on the tarmac, oh, no. and they didn't let him on the bus to ride home. That Lane Kiffin. I <laughs> yes. thought you meant the other. I thought you meant Lane Kiffin, the steelworking man. No, no, no. He, this is the same. Uh, he's been the office coordinator at Alabama since then. He's he's the same Lane referenced in uh, Wait, hash- Alabama? Is yeah. he related to Beyonce's other side of the family? No. <laughs> okay. But this is the Lane Kiffin. Because isn't it father is from Alabama, <laughs> mother is Louisiana? You get that CSL with the Creole. I don't remember the lyrics anymore. But I thought her family was from Texas. I thought she was Houston. Oh, that's not how the song goes in Lemonade. Oh, I thought we had slid into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away, <laughs> give it away, give it away. Nah. I really did. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Anthony Kiedis. Uh, anyway. Is he really? I yeah. thought he was from out here. Nah, well, I think he probably came out here to build his career, but yeah, well, he's a yeah. Michigan There's guy. There's no sports on this podcast. <laughs> no, we're talking about where musicians come from. <laughs> but I've been, like, this podcast has been a disaster. Did you see Mick Jagger had a baby? Number eight. This he's 73 been, years old. This has not even been a sports podcast. This has been the podcast. He just you did three head nods <laughs> for the people who can't see it at home because it's an audio podcast, you Jordan. leave us for this long, Jordan. We start to go completely on tangents. Oh, man. Talk more about Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's the same Lane Kiffin of hashtag run the damn ball lane. Mm. Nice. It's a Twitter thing. Fuck you, Phil. Sorry. <laughs> Houston, so everyone's wondering why they, why Lane Kiffin. At least people who like sports and listen to this podcast for that <laughs> purpose. Is that why people listen to this podcast? No, this is not the podcast. You just make fun of Joel. Sure. 
Everyone's wondering why Lane Kiffin. Well, Houston is wants to require an excessive buyout so the next coach can't leave after a couple seasons without paying a substantial penalty. Oof. This should not be a problem with Lane Kiffin. What? He, no, well, he's he's one step away from a head coaching uh, gig at a major program again. See, no, uh, every, now I see at this point, everyone, he's he's failed his way upward. Okay. Better than most people. But at this point, we have enough data to establish he's a bad coach. Oh, all so right. So it was like Oakland Raiders. Well, well you know, bad, Al Davis is crazy. Bad head coach. Yeah, oh, yeah, a yeah, bad head coach. Well, I didn't say coordinator is different. Yeah. <laughs> Not an offense coach. Anyway, you the coordinate ju- things. You don't coach them. Anyway, no, it's still unofficial as the athletic director tweeted an image of black smoke coming from the Sistine Chapel's chimney. Uh-oh, <laughs> new pope. Nope, nope. That means no decision. Black, ah, black no decision, smoke. Yeah. I said no decision has been made. Reference the no decision thing for the papal stuff. Ah. Jesus, this is a sports podcast, Phil. In uh, fairness whoa. to Houston, we Let's are... Try to keep up. I'm yeah. trying. Just, just for you, Welcome Jordan. to the Pope, Pope, Pope podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm Pope Anderson. <laughs> I'm Pope Pomville. And guys, as always, Pope is Pope Brandon. Hilarious. <laughs> Pope Hilarious the second. Yes, Phil. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, when chimneys, uh, black smokes come from a chimney in Houston, it just means race war. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or it means Mary Poppins is going to come and the chimney sweeps. True, to be, to be fair, Jordan, we keep calling it a computer school, but Houston does have a pretty like lengthy football history of course uh, it's in texas joel yeah all they do out there is play football. invention of the run and shoot offense that was deployed ineffectively in the nfl by wayne fonts for a solid like six or seven years andre Ware went to houston did he not wait andre Ware. Andre Ware, third overall pick for the detroit lions in 19 no what location andre Ware. <laughs> no his, his last name is Ware. Andre. Andre. Ware. <laughs> hate this podcast now. <laughs> it used to bring me so much joy. Sure. I tried to bring it back, Jordan. I made an Andre Ware reference. Wait, Andre Ware? Yeah. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is uh, Boston Red Sox. Third baseman, DH, I'm not sure, Pablo Sandoval. Pablo, great to have you on the podcast. I am Pablo Sandoval. It's a pleasure for you to be here. It is a pleasure for me to be here. Great. I am am quite happy to be here. I am enjoying my time. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I love that accent. And and I must say, you look much different than the last time I saw you on the baseball field. I have dropped some significant weight. Yeah. And Uh, and and here's the thing. I'm ready to admit right now. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh... There were maybe whispers in the last two spring trainings. Whispers. Maybe whispers. two, maybe two whispers. to four. Two to four. People saying that, hey, Pablo, you're too fat. Oh, I don't like that word. Right. Well, Body well, like, I, mean, I mean, literally, most of the people in the audience were shouting, hey, Pablo, oh, you're too fat. I mean, I think there was society. a B reporter last year who tweeted, safe to say Pablo Sandoval didn't miss too many meals this offseason. Whoa. Bracket cough. Yeah, and you know what? Wow. I was really pissed at the time, but in fairness... He was right. <laughs> I did not miss any meals in that Well, in fairness, season. I'm a reasonably thin guy, and I don't miss yeah. any meals. Oh, sure. That but would that's be the horrible. Thing. I'd be hungry. When I say I did not miss any meals, I added a few. Oh, I, am, I, I see. Am quite like sure. a hobbit. I was, I was on a hobbit breakfast. Diet. A few grace there was meals. A, there yeah, was yeah, a noonsies. second breakfast in there. Uh, and, 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 and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think it's possible that my weight was affecting my performance. Well, yeah. They're yeah, absolutely. Bound to. You're you, you I'm going your... to go out on a limb. Oh, that limb would snap. It would snap immediately yeah. because because my weight was affecting my performance. Sure. 
I mean, you did have a couple seasons in there where you performed really well at the plate, I would say. I did. I did have a couple seasons. Oh, no. He's I talking performed... about the plate at Old Country Buffet. Yeah. <laughs> you performed no, very well. I performed well at whatever plate you put yeah, in front of me. Multiple plates. Sure. Home plate, plate at Home Country Buffet. Sure. All of them. I was performing very well. Maybe sure. a dish for ice cream at the end. There yeah, we go. Absolutely. Yeah. I was yeah. not turning down ice cream. What are you, crazy? It's soft serve, and it's, it's all that you want. Who says no? Who says no? I don't. I never do. Yeah. Free ice cream. And ch- all you can drink chocolate milk? Come on. Oh, I did do a lot of that, yeah. too. Yeah. I'm from the Dominican Republic? Question mark? Oh, is that what that accent's from? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sounds like it, yeah. Sure. Sure you are. Sure. Santo Domingo is 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 where the accent is from. But, okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, but here's well, I'm the glad thing. you lost. Look, I'm glad that you lost the weight because it, I imagine you're going to be a, a stronger athlete. You probably feel better. You're going to live longer. Yeah, or you know what? For Absolutely. heart disease. And, and here's the thing: I really got to go ahead and say this. Okay, you can be fat and play baseball. Name okay. ten. Uh, no, Bartolo Colon. <laughs> well, yeah, but I would David, say, uh, let's see. Every year, I would say there David are Wells. <laughs> right, but also you're naming pitchers, Pablo. There are not too yeah. many fat infielders, namely ones that play the hot corner, third base. Yeah, Ooh, you know what? This is, this is a fair point, okay? Not that too many fat. So I'm ready to go ahead and say it right now, okay? Mm-hmm. My and weight is affecting my performance, and you know what? You could be somewhat fat because you don't have to be that mobile, but at there's a certain point where you cross a line. Did you feel and you feel like you, ru- you I crossed that, that line? I was too fat. At what I point, was too fat to play baseball. At what point did you realize? CC Sabathia, he weighed over three hundred pounds. He again, was a really? Guy. Again, that's another pitcher, not an infielder. Uh, at what point? Wait, don't wh- pitchers pitch from the infield? Yeah, but they're not considered infielders. Cause that's weird. They basically just stand in one place and throw a ball. Not if the ball but gets me. bunted. And, and here's the thing: for instance, it's very easy to say, "Hey, you know what? I got this big belly." It kind of gets in the way, but hey, they pitch inside, it hits the belly, I get the base. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Fine. On top of that, I swing the bat, I hit the ball, gonna be fine. Right. But you know what? Gotta run. Gotta run to first base. I was gonna say, so what made It was so easy you at every meal to forget that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every time I sat down and I was like, hey, should I just have the one burrito? And I was like, no, let's have two, maybe three, because you know what? I can still hit the ball. Yeah. Okay. And you're My, good for it. You can afford it. Absolutely. Yeah, willpower I was making a lot to be of with money. A yeah. lot of money being a professional athlete. Large yeah. sums of money were coming my way as a professional athlete. And and honestly, it really was after after last season when I did not play, despite the fact that the uh, the Boston Red Sox were paying me uh Wait, the Boston what? It's okay. Sox. I, I, wow, I, I detect a bit. I, I believe that's Venezuelan. Yeah. Uh, that, that is your accent. I that time in, hey, it rubs off. There's a lot of Venezuelans in baseball. You but, play right. baseball in a lot of territory. Jordan, see, you probably don't know this, but people travel to play baseball, and they pick right. up things from different cultures. Oh, I know. I'm I did not so much like traveling because you got to do a lot of walking in the airport. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you get those tight I really, uh, layovers. But, but how about that Chili's, too, huh? T-O-O. I did like the yeah. Chili's. Chili's as is, well. I would keep asking to get the ride on the cart that comes through and beeps at people. Oh, come on. You're a professional athlete. <laughs> that's what they kept telling me when they said no. No, that's what you were. People don't have to tell you. That's how. You, that's what their I paychecks was like, hey, can you drop me off at Chili's and pick me up again in 45 minutes oh, no. for the flight to play a West Coast game? <laughs> At the Anaheim well, Angels of Los Angeles. To me, it's Angeles. impressive that you were so out of shape and you were still 
uh, out there. I don't know about around. out of shape. I mean, I mean, your shape was round. Yeah, that's, that's the sh- wrong shape. That's a shape. <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong shape, though. Yeah, but it mean I I could still hit the ball. Yeah, with the I didn't say you were out of hit and the as ball. Long I said as you were out of hit shape. the ball within two feet of where I was standing. I was capable of fielding. You did it. not have great no. range. Ah, well, I mean, say what you will. Within within two feet in either direction of where I was standing at the start, I was solid. Did people call Very you names? Very little got I passed I think that people probably feet. called you names. They called me a lot of names. What did they call you? Well, well I mean, your nickname, so... your nickname, oh, no. Kung Fu Panda. Oh, that's hard. But, but, but it's a fun, that's a fun uh, nickname. Here's though. the thing. I have to, I have to admit this. Uh, I had not seen the movie Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. I, I associated Kung Fu with agility and... It mobility, is even in the movie. It is. I don't want to ruin the end of the movie, but he becomes pretty agile. It was admittedly a big part of why I did not act on my overweightness until too mm. late, because so much I would, I would say, "Oh, they're still calling me Kung Fu Panda because I am light on my feet and right. capable of stopping anything." And then I saw the movie uh, really last year. And that's what made me go on yeah, a diet. The emphasis was on the panda part, I think, in terms yeah, of the Yeah, pandas are fat. I thought it was just Jack Black doing the voice. But here's the thing. Jack Black, fat man, also character model. Depending his... on the movie. All right. Four Christmases. Come on. He was he was fat in Kung Fu Panda. Uh, well, he wasn't in. I mean, his voice was. It was a very, it was a very heavy right. voice. It was this a fat is, voice, though, where he's like, I chaos. Say, I feel, I'm Jack Black. I feel like they picked Jack Black because he was fat, because the Kung Fu Panda was going to I'm be I'm a panda. Jack Black. So, this is a good impression. Come on. <laughs> this I thought is, it was pretty this spot on. kind of on me. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that. Well, it you're is, skinny now. Yeah, I'm much skinny skinnier. now. Lost a lot of weight. So what can you do now that you couldn't do before? As a skinny guy now. Uh, run. First of all. That's a big one. Yeah. To first base, and I don't even get winded. Good for you. That, Absolutely. Good. You know, when I hit the ball off the wall, I think double right out of the gate. Right. There you should go. still probably ease up at first, maybe. Could be. But, you know, we. But it, it's a possibility now. Okay? Right. For, for If it wasn't the home run, it was a single. Let's be honest. Well, I think he should listen to his first base coach, Jordan. Yeah, no, that's true. Ultimately, you should have your eyes on the coach. If they want you to take two, you take two. I know more about sports than you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, frequently, before this, uh, the first base coach would say, hey, go for two. And I'd say, no, not going to happen. Pablo Sandoval is going to stop right here at first base. Oh, you spoke about yourself in third person. Gosh. Okay, what 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 do you say? No, hey, hey, hey don't don't be so. You, you have a you have a tendency to do this. You haven't done it in a while, but it gets oh, mean to the guests. And I no, feel I like didn't mean to be. I just when people speak about themselves in third person. Okay, I I don't think you understand what it's like to be fat shamed. You're right, because I've always been I was skinny. fat shamed by pretty much all of baseball. Okay. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Repeatedly fat shamed. Okay. I'm I was sorry. fat shamed by my coaches who did things like time how fast it took me to run to first base. That's yeah. not fat shaming. That's just spring training. Yeah, that that's their job. Isn't I it? was I was fat shamed by that. I felt very bad about how that's long kind of it like took me to run. Like saying you were fat shamed by a scale by stepping on once, it. That's once they once they have to go into the minutes column. Okay, it it begins to get a little embarrassing. Okay, that is embarrassing. I was fat shamed by all of the the pitchers in Major League Baseball. How so? Well, they kept uh, they kept throwing the ball right by me. <laughs> 
That's not, that's not. That's not being fat shame. That's being stroke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's their job. Yeah, well, I felt like they were fat. I felt like they were going out of their way to show me up for not being as athletic as I should be. Okay? Well, Pablo, you're in great shape now. It's been awesome having you on the podcast. Do you have anything uh, that you want to tell to all those people who might be overweight now, who might want to make a choice like uh, like you did to lose the weight? Yeah, well, let me go ahead and tell you, okay? Uh, 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 you might have a dietitian or whatever it is, but believe what they tell you. You want to stick to under 6,000 calories a day, okay? And anything over that seems five. Like good you hear that, Michael Phelps, you fatty? <laughs> yeah, you, well, that's the thing. I read about Michael Phelps, and I said, hey, I can eat what I want. Sure, sure. Turns he out thought true. athlete, athlete. Yeah. Athlete, athlete, really same deal. Not same sense. deal. Not same deal, though. Wrong. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports: bottle kicking. Bottle kicking, not bottle flipping. Bottle oh, kicking. Because we did we discussed bottle flipping at length Ooh. in the opening. Yep. Let's talk bottle kicking. Let's do it. Bottle kicking is an old. Uh, Leicestershire custom. Oh, fucking British. English. Leicestershire custom that takes uh, place in the village of Hailatten each no matter, Easter Monday. No matter how far we stray, <laughs> we always come home, which is northern England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or somewhere outside of London. I don't know where any of these towns actually this are. This one is Leicestershire. Shire, Leicestershire, mm-hmm. Leicester, like Leicestershire. Was oh, there a Shire in the end? There? Yep, Leicestershire. They got weird fucking names in England. Yeah, <laughs> Anderson. Uh, records <laughs> of bottle kicking date to the late 18th century, but the custom is thought to originate 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 right much earlier, from before the Christian era. I feel like it's within a week of the invention of the bottle. Yeah. So you think in you're saying in BC times, yep, before the Christ, there was a bottle that was kicked. Yeah, and for somebody, competitive uh, reasons, somebody got frustrated trying to fill it up, and they were like, "Fuck this!" I mean, but can you but they were saying it in Aramaic, so it's not a little different. <laughs> and back then, too, there's not that many bottles, so if you're like, "Hey, yeah, I just filled, it, uh, I'm gonna run this down, I'm gonna fill this up at the well or whatever. what? What you do? Kicking my bottle. Uh, you knocked you over get... your water, nerd. I have Trump, like... Trump, Trump, <laughs> Trump. I have like one bottle. Every family has like one bottle. You can't go around kicking my bottles. Right. That's literally all I own. <laughs> Origin and history. I thought we just covered that. Local <laughs> lore claims doesn't Ooh. say where local. Local lore claims that the custom began when two ladies of uh, Holliton were saved from a raging bull by a startled hare, distracting the bull from its charge. Okay. Like, rabbit rabbit scares the bull. Right. Bull coming at him. Got to kick that bottle. Distract it. Uh, They showed their gratitude to God by sending the hare, for sending the hare, by donating money to the church on the understanding that every Easter Monday, the vicar... Would provide a hair pie, <laughs> twelve <laughs> penny loaves, and two barrels of beer for the poor of the village. Kind of nice on Easter Monday. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Is a hair pie a pie of 
Rabbit pie. Rabbit pie. Yeah, it's like, not like, a like a shepherd's pie. pie, but with rabbit meat. Yeah, doesn't seem like we're showing a ton of appreciation to the hare that saved their life. No, back in these days, a hare pie was like that was the shit. But do you think the rabbits were all like, "Oh God, I really hope I get caught in a trap and then turned into hare pie"? <laughs> uh, probably not. The Hallerton villagers would fight each other for the food and drink. And on one occasion, the residents of the neighboring village of Medbourne joined the fray and stole the beer. What? Those motherfuckers. Don't steal the beer. Not on Easter Monday. Not on Easter Fucking Monday. Not allowed. Yeah. Jesus asshole. just had risen. And now he's stealing the beer. Uh, the Halitone- That's what he rose for. Yeah. Where's the beer stolen? The Halitonians cooperated to retrieve the spoils, thus beginning the village rivalry that continues to this day. Ooh. Yeah, still haven't gotten over well, it. Well, now, now we're now this is juicy. I like yeah, this. gossipy. So now let's kick some bottles. Yeah, let's do it. Other <laughs> explanations. We have, not, we have not even mentioned a bottle to this point. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> other explanations of the customs origin include the idea that the tradition harks back to England's pagan past when hares were sacrificed to the goddess Eostor. Oh, Eeyore. Yeah, exactly. Store. Oh. Uh, yeah, your store. Uh, bottle kicking has been an annual tradition for over 200 years. The tradition has been canceled only once in that time, in 2001, because of concerns over foot and mouth disease. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year? 200 years of history and they're worried about foot and mouth disease? For some... The, uh... The uh, World War Two? Nope. Nope. World War One? Nope. nope. The influenza outbreak of 1919 that nah. killed 20 million people? Still no. Still kicking nope. them bottles. Nope. Because it doesn't involve your foot. Yeah, exactly. Like kicking does. Ugh. Legend has the rector of Halliton, uh, opposed to the tradition because of its pagan origins, tried to ban the event in 1790. Failed. Yeah. And we know this because the only time they've ever canceled it was in Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he relented <laughs> the next day. Disease. He relented the next day after the words, no pie, no parson, appeared scrawled on the wall of the vicarage overnight. You know, they pay so much attention to Martin Luther hammering his commands. Yeah. And yet nobody mentions no pie, no person. Let's get into <laughs> it. Let's get into it. Procession and hair pie scramble. The event starts with a parade through the village of Medbourne and Halliton. Locals carry a large hair pie and three <laughs> bottles, which are uh, actually small kegs or barrels. Oh. Two of the bottles are filled with beer. The third, called the Dummy, named after Joel, <laughs> is made of solid wood and painted red and white. The pie is blessed by the Halliton vicar before being cut apart and thrown to the crowd for the scramble. The rest is placed in a sack like to be brunch, carried up like the nearest hair. Nah, like a scramble, like a running around, having fun. Like the hair pie scramble? <laughs> uh, the rest is placed in a sack <laughs> to be carried up the nearby hair pie hill. No. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bottles are then taken to the butter cross, which is a conical structure with a sphere on top, used for keeping butter and cheese cool when a the village market is A conical structure with a sphere on top? Yep. At any point, do they plunge it into the hair pie? <laughs> uh, on the village green to be dressed with ribbons. Here, the penny loaves are distributed to the crowd. Yeah, penny penny loaves. Uh, the order of events in 2009 was as follows. 9.30 a.m., 
Parade through Medborn, traditionally held to wake the villagers. 10 a.m., tug of war between Ashley and Medborn uh, in the field behind the George Pub in Ashley. At 11 a.m., church service in Hallaton, 11 a.m. <laughs> and at 1.45 is the hair pie parade from Boom. the Fox Inn, Hallaton, the church glass. God, I want to see the hair pie parade. Yeah, yeah, you do. About 2.50 p.m., the parade departs to the bottle-kicking field uh, with the pie handed out to the crowd. 3.15, kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you may have noticed we're pretty far into this wide world of sports. Still haven't talked about what the actual No, 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 it's been a lot Let's of pageantry to lead up to it. They got a whole get into field it. dedicated to it. Yep. If, if during the year, like, hey, can we go play soccer Welcome to there? the Barclays bottle-kicking field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to eat some hair pie first. <laughs> the game. There are virtually <laughs> no rules to the bottle-kicking, except there's... <laughs> <laughs> Except there is no eye gouging, no strangling, and no use of weapons. <laughs> I mean, the rules they do have, they make them count. Yeah, at least they count, right? They're no eye gouging. Yep, no eye gouging. No strangling. No strangling. Makes you no wonder. No use of weapons. Anything else goes. They kick them in the nuts ago, all day long. Like, and traditionally, there are no rules in bottle kicking. And then, like a year later, like, okay, we need a couple of okay, rules. Okay, no eye gouging. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we wouldn't have to say that out yeah, loud. Yeah, but that's the only rule the next year. Okay, but seriously, no strangling people. <laughs> The, but that's two rules. <laughs> yes, two like eye gouging, strangling. Now, I know Next when year I they said come no back strangling. and they're like, guys, weapons. Come on. I really thought we said no strangling. The spirit of the law would be followed. Yeah. No weapons. Exactly. exactly. Also, no kicking the rule maker straight in the balls repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, so let's go through it. In the early afternoon, the hair pie is spread on the ground at a dip <laughs> at the top of Hair Pie Bank. No. Yep. No. Yep. Which is possibly the site of an ancient temple, the Hair Pie Temple. No, I'm just <laughs> Each bottle is then tossed in the air three times, signaling the start of the competition. Each team tries to move the bottles on a best of three basis across two streams one mile apart by any means possible. <laughs> so, presumably kicking being one of those that might names. be a way to start but yeah. remember <laughs> eye gouging strangling weapons other than that there are no rules Ooh. yeah you can lock uh, inside a safe and then drag the it they moved it by eye gouging was a particularly gory year well <laughs> get this the contest is a rough one with teams fighting to move the bottles over such obstacles as ditches hedges and barbed wire Broken bones are not unheard of. Emergency services are generally on standby. After the game participates and spectators return to the village, those players who put in especially good effort, for example, carrying a bottle across a goal stream or had, uh, holding on to a barrel for quite a some time. goal stream. Yeah. Yeah. A goal stream. Uh, are helped up to the top of a 10-foot tall butter cross and opened a bottle passed up for them to drink from before being passed around the crowd. The what crowd the fuck surf. is a butter cross? The butter cross is the, the, the circle with the... Is it a cross top. made out of butter? No, it's a triangle with a cylinder on top. Like, oh, you know what? You did earlier. say that earlier. Yeah. That's my the point. festive day normally draws to a close with participants <laughs> and spectators retiring to the pub for drink and banter. No shit. And that brings an end to another wide world of... Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, hair pies for everybody. 
Phil will give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can find all of our back episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, Joel. I was going to say, hey, guys. Oh, well, hey, Joel there. Hey, Joel. Can we talk more about bottle kicking? Because hey, jo- that hey was- Joel. That was Joel. Joel, hey, I still hey. have so many questions hey, about Joel. bottle kicking. Hey Joel. Hey Joel. Hey. How, how do Joel. you win? Don't, Don't want to meet your mama. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.